What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, more migrant housing opening across the city, Chicago's steakhouse revival, and folks are still recovering from the Carter's visit to town last week. Helping me to make sense of it all is Block Club Chicago's Melody Mercado and host slash educator Lawrence Binky Tolfrey. It's Friday, July 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. Uh, is, is somebody washing dishes in the back? Yeah. Doing uh, <laughs> eggs. Good morning, Melody. Good morning, Bink. How y'all feeling today? Good. Fantastic, bro. Fantastic. Hey, I'm excited to have both of y'all on the show. We got a lot to talk about. But before we get started, I want to talk summer flight season. We had a poll in our newsletter earlier this week where we asked people, who would you brave Chicago traffic for to pick up at the airport? We talking Midway or O'Hare. Is it blood only? Parents, siblings, cousins, no play cousins. Option two, your best friend. Option three, I get anyone, to be honest. Or option four, not a damn soul. Uh, and so I'm going to give y'all a second. But Melody, I want to start with you. Who are you going to pick up from the, the airport, if anybody? And I'm talking, I want this to be during, like, Eight, rush hour traffic. We're not talking two in the morning. We're not talking eleven at night. And I'm talking about you got to move through some sticky, icky construction traffic. Melody, who's making your pickup list? Oh, um, my partner for sure. Okay, he's definitely driven me some places with some <laughs> sticky, icky traffic. Um, so I got to return the favor. But honestly, like if I have any friends coming into town, I'll pick them up no matter what time. Um, just because I feel like Uber steals, be stealing money from people's wallets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I, you know, I just want to save them some, save them a couple bucks and I, you know, I'll pick them up. So Melody is grabbing her partner, definitely grabbing the good friends who are are willing (laughs) to come into town, spend their money to come to town. What about family? Do family get on that list? They, they will. They, they live. The only thing is that they live West out west so okay. I, I don't i don't know like do maybe... i need to come get you you already close to the that's what i'm saying i'm like okay maybe someone else can pick you up but if no one else i'll come and get you okay so you, you all right I, I see where you're going bank who is making a list of people you willing to go pick up if anybody it's a very good question uh midway i'll get anybody that's no problem okay. I, live on, I live on low end that's nowhere you know what i'm saying and i'll get anybody just based on the fact that it's close and as a traveler i will want the same in return mm-hmm. now but o'hare is a but there's a but <laughs> partner family like partners get it first partners and family are on the, on the same you dig 
But um, but if we ain't w- blood and if we ain't in a relationship, you got to pull up with something. There's got to be a, a, an incentive there, and you made it clear what it I is. I got to at least like you. I got to at least <laughs> like you. You can't hey, be I think that's rando. a given. That's a given. I'm not going... Yeah. I I do not drive, so I'm very fortunate in this. Uh, But there's a situation a few weeks ago. My sister was in town. She was going to have a flight out. And I'm sitting there, and my mom is dead tired, just cooked for the whole family. And my mom's the kind of person who's like, get in the car, I'm going to take you. I tried to convince my mother for 35 minutes that you can love this girl by putting her in an Uber. Like, like you say, Melody, they take money. Me spending $35 to get you to, to the airport, I feel like that might be showing more love than me driving you to the airport. That's how I've convinced myself. And so, yeah, I, obviously I got to like you, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to just say, I, 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 one of the reasons I don't have a vehicle is so I don't have to be asked to pick people up, take people places, <laughs> be the designated driver, be the person who, you know, has to be looking over the show to be responsible. No, I don't want none of the I don't want none of the responsibility. <laughs> so y'all are better than me. Friends, family and people who lighten up. But like, bro, last, this last thing I had my one of my best friends has just moved to California. His son uh, was coming into town to visit his grandmother. Right. So he said, Bink, man, can you pick up my son from the airport and bring him and take him to the suburbs? I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> no, bro. No. I would say no, I said, too. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I tried to come up with alternatives. Now, here's the thing. I did end up going to get him and bring him to my house. I did that. For our ZityCast listeners, we're going to reveal the answers of the poll next week. To find out, subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at chicago.citycast.fm. And while you're there, stick around and check out our new website. Every single week, I like to bring in some friends to look back on some stories from across the the city. And Melody, I want to start with you, right? We've seen over 15 facilities that have opened to house migrant and asylum seekers. Uh, Remember, there are close to 12,000 who have arrived to the city over the last year. Many of them are from Latin American countries, particularly Venezuela, and have been sent to Chicago from Republican-led states like Texas and Florida. Uh, This process has revealed an ineffective welcoming system in Chicago, but also deep concerns, immense hurt. And at times, let's just be real, downright racism and xenophobia in neighborhoods across the city. And now some alders want a special city council meeting. Melody, catch us up on the latest. Yeah, so there was a committee meeting on Wednesday and um, there was a lot of heated discussion about what is going on at the the places that are currently housing migrants. Like how, how much is it costing? What is the money going towards? In addition to that, how can we get these people into stable housing? There was a lot of uh, very strong um, and like heated uh, and emotional information shared from various alder persons who said, hey, like I, I'm all about supporting the migrants and mm-hmm. trying to get them into a place of stability. But we have a, you know, a migrant shelter in my in our community and it is overrun. Uh, there's trash everywhere. There's pro- there's problems starting to like occur with the neighbors and the migrants. Um, you know, some alder people pointed to uh, a violence happening outside of the migrant shelters. And it just sounds, it sounds like the elder people are really trying to look for answers here. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole idea of, of trying to push for a special session um, to be able to figure out what is the city doing and how can we make it better? 
Yeah, you talk about some of the alders. You know, we've heard from Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor, who had a migrant facility opening up in uh, her neighborhood of Woodlawn and really was talking from the very onset how her her constituents feel left out of the process. And it's not just something that's happening in Woodlawn and South Shore. You hear from Alderwoman uh, Lenny Manah Hoppenworth up in the 48th around Edgewater, and you're hearing the same thing. And, and Hoppenworth mm-hmm. said, you know, we have a duty. If Chicago is to be a welcoming city, we want to build infrastructure. We want to make sure people feel safe and welcomed in Chicago. But the way that we're doing it, the, the haste that we're opening some of these facilities in many cases, meets the urgency, right? We've got almost a thousand people sitting and sleeping in airports and police stations, but there were a ton of people who got up to those microphones in communities from Jeff Park to Edgewater to South Shore and said, well, where, what other wraparound services are you providing? Are you providing people with language services? Are you providing people with a route towards either citizenship, asylum, or just getting their kids into schools? Or are we simply trying to you know, just put people in otherwise monitored facilities, right? Because they already mm-hmm. have curfews and there are extra cameras and, and security guards and police officers there. Are we really just containing people versus actually helping people uh, sort of move forward? Melody, the uh, the Immigration Committee has met more under uh, new leadership Andre Vasquez, but people still seem confused just about how this rollout is going. What are you going to be watching over the next few weeks as uh, facilities fill up in Rogers Park and Edgewater and we start considering more locations? Yeah, I think that, you know, something interesting that I read in the Tribune that, you know, we've had about a little over between 11,000, 11 to 12,000 um, migrants that have arrived in Chicago. Um, and only a little over a thousand of them have been able to secure apartments of their own. And then only a fraction of that have actually moved out of the shelters mm-hmm. into those apartments. And how can we get more migrants into secure housing? I think that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, people are, um, that people need an immediate answer for, because when you walk past some police district stations or shelters, and they are packed, there are people sleeping outside, there are people that don't have shoes, don't have socks, and it's a dire situation, and it's only going to get worse for the people that that are unfortunately living in those situations it's getting more difficult for the neighbors that live near the shelters to say that they're willing to quote unquote, like put up with it longer. Participate in good faith. Participate in good faith. Yes. Um, And so it's just, these are all answers I think that, that people need in order to be able to say, okay, I'm comfortable moving forward with funding different types of programs Um, that will help people, you know, move into more secure housing and, you know, just support people in general. People want to see where the money's going towards and if it's actually working. Recently, the city has opened up and sort of education pipeline to get young people into schools, get uh, family legal and uh, language services out of Roberto Clemente over in Humble Park. And so we'll see what comes of that. And also that what we heard at the the meeting earlier this week is the city is going to start looking for proposals from nonprofit organizations and volunteer organizations, many of which have been on the front lines since these buses started arriving over a year ago. Uh, So we'll continue to follow this. And my hope is um, that the city provides more 
not only outreach to community members who have concerns, uh, but provide more direct services so that we see, like you said, more people going from police stations, not simply to shelters, but their own stable housing so they can begin the long process um, of, of, of trying to establish roots uh, in this city of ours. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Moving on to a different story. Chicago Steakhouses is something, you know, as, as a former home of the, 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 the pork and the beef farms, Chicago knows good meat. But the pandemic had a huge impact with almost one third of Chicago Steakhouses closing since 2020. But Melody, you might have uh, a, a, a brighter days ahead for us on the on the steak scene. Talk about it. Yes, the renaissance of the Chicago Steakhouse, which I love that headline, by the way, because it makes me think about Beyonce, the <laughs> queen. Um, but the story is uh, from Ali Marodi from Cranes. Um, and this is something that I have noticed since I cover downtown, lots of restaurants. Um, Chicago Steakhouses are changing a little bit. Uh, and, and, and I think like in a way that I appreciate a little bit more, um, whereas we're not getting the big slab of steak with just like the small sides that you got to mm -hmm. order separately and stuff like that. And like, maybe they don't get as much attention as the steak does, or maybe they're not as good as the steak. Um, but there's a little bit more uh, thought put into uh, the overall concept of a menu at a steakhouse, but also they, they not, not just leaning on the cuts, right. To do right. all of the work and, and, right. and the white aprons and the cloth. <laughs> Right. And, you know, in addition to that, um, people are more willing to share a big steak versus everyone getting like a big slab of, slab of meat. I've noticed this at restaurants. I do this. My partner and I maybe will order a steak that's a little bit bigger and share it between us and then order like a couple a couple other things and share family style. That's a trend that we're seeing things move towards. Um, and people care more where their meat is coming from they want to know was it grass-fed was it is it local did it have a good life like all these things factor in even though it's funny and silly it's all things all these things factor in how good the beef is the taste mm -hmm. and the quality um and i feel like back in the you know 80s 90s whenever the steakhouse 
glory days were it was more like how big of a steak can i get versus how good is the quality exactly um, Ch- chicago so I, is is home to so many slaughterhouses it really yeah. like you said it was less about the finesse it was less about the story it was we got good uh steak pull up have it if you don't want it don't come through but i, I it sounds like what you're saying there's there's a little more pageantry there's a little more thoughtfulness there, there there's a little more experimentation um and and i i mean i love a good steak what about you is that obviously this this story is cool this renaissance is cool but for you how excited are you personally to just have you know more more options i'm very excited because <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I do not want broccoli as a side with my steak or a baked potato. I want some nice, sexy pasta, <laughs> some nice focaccia bread. Give me that beet salad with the nice goat cheese on it and the honey drizzle. I want all that Come on, fancy five stuff. Star chef. Come on, Come on. Come on. I want that fancy I got a stuff. Not sexy salad with my steak. A <laughs> nice so sexy not, pasta. And, and I mean. Who's on the pasta is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I've had a few of the the you know the RPMs, the Kenzies, the Gibsons, the Swift and Sons, uh, you know Tango Sir. I'm let's just say I didn't had quite a few Come steaks on, in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Come on, you know I, I got to, but I I appreciate that now that we're seeing about you know a half dozen or so new restaurants that have either opened or gonna open in the next few seasons. We we just have more and more options in one place. It's going to have a $19 steak on the menu. I think that's pretty cool. $19 is a is a hit for me. Yeah. I'm going to take that. What you going to get with that, though? A paper thin steak? You got to fold it? <laughs> I mean, you or know. Or steak? It might be a flank. It, it, it might be something a little thin, but I'll take it. It might might be might, might be a nice little long flank steak. It's I'll take it. It's going to be a piece of bacon, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen, like, the good, you know, like, Steak frites, 19, 20 bucks at some mm-hmm. places. A lot of places have been doing this that are not necessarily steakhouses. And I feel like the big steakhouses are like, okay, we need to come up with something that people can maybe have a couple times a month versus just coming for a special occasion. I feel like steakhouses are trying to be a more of a regular thing and make it a little bit more accessible versus the anniversary drop $200 for a steak and some sides. Facts, facts. Uh, for all of the vegetarians and vegans who tuned out for the last 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> come on back. Hopefully you didn't turn off the episode. You know how we finna end with some good news. This could be something personal, an event coming up, but something uh, that's on your mind, something that makes you extremely happy you want to share with CityCast listeners. Bink, I'm going to start with you. What is your good news for the CityCast folks today? Man, I was trying to decide between two things, Kobe. I really was, man. Uh, one of them is I'm good news is I'm going to be uh, hosting the Silver Room Block Party with you. You know what I'm saying, Kobe? And it's one of it's the, it's supposedly the last one, and I'm only gonna be able to do one of the days because I'm going to Baltimore. The, this is the good news. I'm going to Baltimore at five o'clock in the morning. Hopefully, somebody pick me up. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's called Packed Camp. It's pretty much for uh adoptees and foster kids and the families of adoptees uh who have adopted them and a lot of it is like white parents who have adopted black kids and the first time when i went i was man i was amazed they had white savior classes 
at a black barber. They're trying to help, trying to show their white parents how to cut their kids' hair, white hairstylists, uh, and they got my black ass there. I'm like, they might be doing something right, okay? So, <laughs> so I'm actually quite looking forward to that. I'll be in Baltimore for five days doing this uh, the counseling at with a bunch of adoptees. I think it's going to be pretty lit. I mean, it's clear how important these spaces are to you, these conversations providing these young people, because in many cases, these are some of the most vulnerable young people. People who have been adopted, people who are moving through the foster care system. Uh, and it sounds like as someone who has sort of moved through these systems, it, it means so much to you to be able to provide some guidance, some some optimism, but also have those difficult conversations with, with these young folks. I'm looking quite forward to it, man. Melody, let's kick it over to you. What is your some good news? Well, I saw Beyonce last weekend. <laughs> That's my good news. Um, and I'm like coming, I'm still coming down from it a little bit. But I am so proud of Chicago. They really showed up for the queen. Um, that was on a Zoom. All, all, yes. And we actually did pretty good on that part, by the way. Oh, you um, went Sunday or Saturday? I, I went Saturday. So okay. I missed Blue. Blue was on, Blue came out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was a little, you know, salty that I missed that. But uh, I will say, uh, everybody was showing up in their Sunday's best, like of mm-hmm. all ages, like aunties, but a lot of grandmas too. I saw Whoa. one being wheeled in. Wheeled in in a wheelchair, and she had, I thought she had, like, one of the best outfits. It was a uh, a, cro- a blue crushed velvet two-piece, long sleeves mm-hmm. with tassels to go with, like, the, the, the space cowgirl, cowgirl theme, renaissance. <laughs> she was, like, one of the best-dressed people in there. And I was like, oh. I know her. That's Gertrude. Yes, really? <laughs> yeah, we used to, we, we, we had a thing. <laughs> Don't listen to this, man. Don't listen to this, man. <laughs> I was like, she has TikTok or something because she's dressing on theme. So, someone's been oh, showing man. her something. But uh, everyone looks so good. And I think that, I mean, I may be biased, but Beyonce looked like she was having a good-ass time with us. So That is what I've heard from from people who have gone is that it seems like she's having a lot of fun and it sounds like yeah. Chicago turned out. Binky, both you and I partners, our partners went. Uh, you know, my partner, she was looking good too. Had a good time. Get, uh, sent me back some great videos. I saw uh, Kay getting ready to, to leave out as well. I mean, the impact that this show had on the city, how was it like watching? And I mean, you stay a block away from where uh, where Hove itself pulled up for a little afternoon lunch. What, what does that process look like for you? Broski, what the farfic nuking, bro? This dude's went down. It was a block from my crib. Now here's 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 what I want to talk to you about, Kobe. Now just like we feel the energy. Jay Z is the first album I ever bought my own money. You feel me? In my same, lifetime, volume same. one. So him being down the street from me was is, is a big deal. Here's the thing, though. Yes, it's a big deal. But let's say I was in the restaurant when that happened. Am I? What are we gonna do, Kobe? We're two grown men. I mean, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Maybe no, I'm trying I'm to get, I'm I'm pass me. I'm just saying. What are you? Are you gonna rap for him? Are you gonna like? What are you, are you gonna thank him for the new Basquiat thing he's got going on? Like, what do you? What do you do? I'm gonna walk by him and say, "Congrats on uh, the 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 Brooklyn Beyonce. Library exhibit, oh. and also not Beyonce. Hope you enjoying the Beyonce concert, and also, you know, I'm glad that you know, dumb it down. Your lyrics allowed you to double your dollars. They criticize you for it, yeah." 
They all yell holler. I get it, my man. I, that's what I'm trying to do. But otherwise, uh, it was really cool to see because it was more than just a concert. Beyonce's foundation gave out over $100,000 to small businesses around the city. Obviously, Jay-Z stopped by a local business in Bronzeville. Uh, I feel... Uh, a little, I feel bad for the other people coming to Chicago for the rest of the summer. Ed Sheeran is going to pull up this weekend. I do not think he's going to get the Soldier Field reception uh, of, of that we saw last weekend. And every person who visits Chicago on a major tour is going to have to replicate that in some way. And I and I, I think it's uh, setting them up for failure. But hey, he better do Shubas or something. He better do. He better do. <laughs> <laughs> he better bring Double Door back, cause he, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> he better head over to the Sauce Shed or something. Soldier Field been shut down for the summer. <laughs> Soldier Field is, is been claimed. Before I let y'all go from this amazing conversation, I'm going to leave folks with just one more bit of good news. I was going to talk about something personal. I'm going to take a vacation next weekend, go to Atlanta, do some canoeing, do some relaxing. But I actually want to give one more shout out to the city of Chicago. We talked about it in Yesterday's episode, this is one of the most jam-packed festival weekends we have. But what's really beautiful, and I, I hate to be that sort of cliche hokey thing because we know how segregated Chicago is, right? We, we understand that. But in that conversation, we still can't lose just how culturally rich of a place this is in terms of how many different people call Chicago home. And this weekend, when you look at Summer Fair in Chinatown, when you look at Wicker Fest up in Wicker Park, when you look at Taste the River North, when you come down and see the Silver Room Block Party, and then you go over to arguably the largest festival that's going to take place this weekend in Pilsen, Fiesta del Sol for its 51st year it's just a reminder how beautifully uh, rich this place is. And I encourage people to, you know, step outside your neighborhood this weekend, step out maybe outside your community this weekend and go drop in on somebody else's neighborhood festival. Go check in on what other neighborhoods are doing this weekend. If you got some time, listen to our episode so you can get the tips and tricks to how to manage whether it's going to be a 90 degree day or it's going to be torrential rainstorms. But please, if you can get out of your neighborhood this weekend, experience a different part of Chicago, a different flavor, a different culture of Chicago, you will be better served for it. Um, I want to give a huge thank you to our two guests today coming from Block Club, Chicago, Melody Mercado, and the homie, the host of not only the Silver Room Block Party, but my favorite show, Grown Folk Stories, Lawrence Binky Tofree. Thank y'all for making time for us today at CityCast. Thanks for having us, Kobe. Thanks You're the best, bro. Seriously. Before I let you go, I want to give a huge shout out to the people who make CityCast Chicago possible. That's lead producer Simone Alisea, our producers Grant Irving and Lizzie Goldsmith, our newsletter editor Sydney Madden, the people who make the music we love, Sam Thousand, all the kimonos, and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop. I know y'all hear this all the time. Some of these names you've heard a hundred times at this point, but I really want you to know how grateful I am for each and every one of them for all of their contributions to the podcast and to the newsletter. Make sure you head to the show notes and take our Hey Chicago poll of the week. We want to know who are you going to the airport for in Chicago traffic, your family, your friends, nobody. My last thank you, as always, is for you. I appreciate you for making some time to listen to CityCast Chicago, whether you listen every day, whether this is your first episode and you're trying to decide if you're going to stick around. Uh, it means a lot that you've given us a shot. Uh, I'll be back bright and early on Monday. I'll talk to you then. Peace.
and I saw Binky's photo, and he got it's like a black and white. He got like some aviators on. I was like, mine not hitting hard enough. So the the photo I put that, out that got that's I got crazy. my silver room glasses on. So I, I felt like, the same way about yours with the flowers around them and everything. What is the sexy funeral picture going on? It's bullshit. I got a black and white like I'm a, one of the Rat Pack. 